All right. It even tells you recording in progress. I like it. All right. Ooh, look at that. Man, that's already happening. Jeez. Gray shirts. All right. Uh, hey, welcome back to Five Guys and the Bible. We've taken an absence. We've had a lot going on in each other's lives, and uh, I think it's uh, appropriate, especially right now. We come back and um, just kind of update everybody on where we're at, uh, where we're at in our lives. And uh, obviously, you can see we're missing uh, two of the five guys. Uh, we have one traveling and uh, the other about to go ice fishing. So that's awesome. Uh, neither one of them have good signals where they're at. Uh, so uh, before we get started, uh, I'll go last. So if Arthur or Eric, if one of you want to take over and just kind of give us an update on what's going on. Go ahead, Eric. You're all happy and dancing. Go ahead. <laughs> well, you know, I've got uh, I've got my monster here and everything. So, uh, you Is know, that what you call it? Uh, yeah, that's what this stuff is right here. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) anyway, um, you know, it's been, it's been a while since we've been on and, uh, honestly, I think, uh, um, a lot of, a lot of us have gone through multiple, um, issues during this, uh, uh, what do we want to call it? Uh, I'll just call it the vid, uh, the, with the emergence of the vid and everything, you know, we've kind of. Uh, you know, some of us had to buckle down. Some of us have had to go, you know, put face diapers on. And so it's really, you know, we've just been battling through that. And uh, it's been really tough on, uh, you know, tough on the kids. So, you know, uh, as a, as a dad, I've had to, you know, help navigate those, uh, navigate those feelings, uh, those emotions, um, and let me tell you, it's not easy, especially when you have daughters. Right. So uh, along with that, you know, uh, I've worked every every day since, uh, you know, they started the first lockdown in March of 2020. Um, I've still trudged into the office and, you know, done my job, um, worked a lot of hours, uh, worked a lot of extra um uh, items that I normally don't work. So yeah, I've been kind of, been kind of busy. So, uh, it's really good to get back in the, back in the saddle with, uh, uh, you know, two, two of the, uh, brothers here that are with us today. Glad to be back. And all I can say is (laughs) Arthur, your turn, buddy. (laughs) Well, I, uh, have been, ranting and raving and screaming against the government for in every platform that will listen to me. So uh, when we, uh, when things got busy, I went and started a couple other podcasts that I've been working on. Um, Some of them are not the same format or type as this one, but (laughs) it's been cathartic. It's led me exercise my demons. If you, if you want to say, um, is here and we have been preparing uh uh really hit that you know prepper mindset of being prepared for what's coming and you know the dark winter you know as as food prices and energy prices come especially since i have lost half of my income already uh due to the wife uh not wanting to be vaccinated um so she lost her position 
uh, so you know it's it's taken a little you know shift in bob and weave but you know uh, life doesn't always go as we expect it to but you know the bible tells us that we should expect persecution and I know that everybody talks about persecution, like being put up on the cross and stuff like that. But traditionally, that's not no. how persecution was seen. You know, it was the, you know, it started very simply in the early church, which the, with the pinch of incest put in the fire and, uh, see, you know, saying Caesar's God. And we kind of, me and my family sat down and talked about it and we're willing to lose everything not to pick that pitch of incense and throw it in the fire. Not at all. We drew our line and we're going to live, die, and whatever based on that decision. And it was a family decision. We all sat down and went, if it means that I lose my VA benefits, Social Security benefits, and we're homeless, you know, is it worth it? And We've decided that this is the stand. This is the line. This is our blood rock. This is the line we will not cross. So, you know, so we have had to adapt because of that, you know, and uh, it's made life a lot simpler. Like we're not trying to catch the movies or go out and do all these crazy activities and stuff like that. We're kind of staying at home, but we're raising chickens again. Uh, we're into the garden again, uh, and uh, we're really, you know, I record a podcast, at least one podcast every day. So, you know, it, and it's like, okay, that's my technology fix for the day. Go through the news and see here. Okay, the world is garbage and everything is trash. So, you know, <laughs> all right, let's do a podcast on it. Then back out into the garden and you know, spend time with the family and stuff like that. Nice. Well, thank you for uh, sharing all that. So, uh, and for those who have forgotten this, my name is Danny. So <laughs> uh, I've had quite an eventful last two years. Um, I've gone through a divorce. I blame the vaccine um, for that because uh, I don't know. Well, no, it was actually COVID first. <laughs> so yeah covid made my marriage go away uh but it's all good uh i went through a really hard spell um where these guys here and uh the other group and uh, dark horse and all that they they definitely helped me out of that uh i went through some really tough moments um and uh now according to my ex i'm a recovering jerk uh so that's good um, and, uh, apparently recovering sex addict. Uh, so for all you single ladies out there, um, <laughs> Hey, wait, 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 wait. hold up. What? This, 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 this is not an extended tender application here. Okay. No, no, no. Tenders. This is Christian mingle. <laughs> so, uh, you know, although um, I have to admit, this will probably be my, you know, this here is probably my only presence on social media that's not like my podcast because I've been banned off of everything. So he's trying to make it Tinder and I'm sitting here going, I get to see, I get to be seen on Facebook again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, if you guys did not know this, Facebook does have a Facebook dating section now. 
Uh, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Is it Facebook still, or is it like? No, it's still Facebook. Math. Facebook. I mean, Facebook. Beta. The social. The social. The social media arm of Facebook is still Facebook. The they they pulled a Google. You know how Google is alphabet and Google is just a a spin under the alphabet organization. Right. So so basically what Zuckerberg did was he took and he says, okay, we're going to call it meta and they're going to offer different offerings like Oculus and things like that. Uh, apps for Oculus and um, oh, it's some, definitely more ads than social media now at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad that they decided that they were going to remove me after January 6th. It's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Cause, but yeah, so uh, doing that and then, uh of course you know my job as a teacher uh, i definitely love being a teacher uh middle school science is where it's at love my students uh they don't all love me but uh that's okay i'm a tough teacher in fact and we, 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 we 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 don't love you sometimes danny so you know, uh, well, you we know, always it's, love danny it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, from what i understand it's tough to love me so yeah, we we always love you, Danny. Sometimes we may or may not like you, but we will always love you. Isn't that how that works? <laughs> that is exactly how it works. You know, it's family love right there, babe. So, no, I, uh, uh, man, it's been just a roller coaster. But what I've learned is being uh, newly single now, uh, and with my kids, my four kids, is how desperate my kids are for our attention uh even when we were married the the we thought we were doing enough with our kids we heard not you know and i would actually challenge a whole lot of married people out there you know where you think you're doing okay but i I can almost promise you you're not you need to do more with your kids like spend time with them talk to them do things with them. Um, uh, for instance, uh, you know, my, my triplets are 13 now and two of them uh, are really struggling with the divorce, uh, acting out, lashing out. And, you know, the first instinct of the modern American parent now is to just hold them, cuddle them, you know, give them things to make them stop or whatever. But the biblical way of doing it is discipline. You know, to love them uh, unequivocally, unequivocally, but uh, use discipline because they do not run the show. Your children do not run your household. Your children do not run your lives. Uh, and they don't get to have a say in that yet. As they get older, yes. But right now, no. And uh, I've, I've been reading this book, uh, Shepherding a Child's Heart. Uh, I can't, the author is, eludes me right now. Um, But man, such an eye opener to the biblical way of disciplining a child. And it's not just taking a rod and beating your kid. There's a whole lot more to it. And in discovering that and and applying those techniques over the last couple of months, the change in my kids, especially the two are struggling, it's been a 180, Uh, you know, from, from, in a good 180. Uh, at that, they still have their moments and that's okay, you know, but wow, just there's so much I'm learning. And even 
and talking to my ex wife, giving her this book and giving her these things like, you know, she's starting to find value in it uh, and using it when she has the kids. Uh, so it, it's been a roller coaster, but I think it's, it's going to the, towards the end of the, the track now. So uh, finally, I think the loopy loops are done or are, are close to being done. Oh, don't jinx it, brother. I know, right? Don't jinx I know. It. Because, I know. He, because, because here's, here's the thing. Once we make it through one um, period in our lives where, you know, the fur has hit the fan and, you know, we think we've, you, we've seen the light at the end of the tunnel, we've made it to the end of the tunnel. Well, it may be smooth for a while, but something else is going to come up because God is always, always giving us things um, basically to refine us as, as his sons and daughters. Yeah. Well, you so, talk about struggles, you know, with like just in the, the vaccine and the mandates and everything going on right now, which I'm, I'm all for the vaccine. I'm against a government mandate, 100% against it. Uh, I think the vaccine should just be your choice. Uh, you know, now I think what Arthur, the argument is, you know, there's a lot of mandated vaccines out there. Uh, you know, but on that side of the argument is mandated. They it's a mandated vaccine, but the, the parents still have the choice at the hospital to not vaccinate, you know, and nobody loses jobs over it. Nobody loses uh, income over it. Uh, and, but this mandate thing, so Louisiana is trying to do this mandate. Uh, and of course they're getting a whole lot of pushback and the industry I'm in being a teacher, uh, there's a teacher shortage as it is. So I, I can't imagine, and I know quite a few teachers who will not get the vaccine. And uh, if, if it's mandated and uh, I just, I, I man, what is our government thinking at this point? Well, let, let's be honest. I don't have a problem with vaccines. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. However, I don't change the definition of a vaccine to make this shot fall into the vaccine you bring category. Up a really good point. They it changed a vaccine. They changed the definition of vaccine. Instead of it making you immune to something, they decided to change it to it offers a level of protection. Yes. That's not a vaccine. You're right. That You're is right. why, yo, and you can see the way that stuff is worded. The flu shot, which was always a shot. It was a, yes, you know, no, it used to be, it started off as a flu vaccine, though. No, no, it started off as a flu shot. It was a booster shot that could help your immune system. Booster, yeah. And now it's classified as the flu vaccine because they changed the definition of vaccine. Yep. And they did the same thing with the, the jab. And, you know, if you want to put it on, if, if this is eventually going to go on Facebook, I need to censor what I'm going to say. And I can't use the vaccine. No, word. I guess you think about so it. So just the jab. And, but, or the, the Fauci ouchie. Right. <laughs> sit here and I haven't heard that. <laughs> any 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 jab that requires that you get a booster shot so that it maintains its effective or its efficacy rate isn't a jab. It right. is 
simply a way. Okay, the the jab is free, right? No, the the jab is free. So, but let's put this into perspective. All of the jab companies. Do you know what they make per day? $93.7 million per day is what they're making because of this. Let that sink in. It is a free, they, they are literally doing uh, King Biden's math where $3.7 trillion infrastructure bill will actually cost you zero. They're just doing it the opposite. This free vaccine is going to sit here and gain us $93.8 million per day. I don't understand how that works. Maybe maybe I didn't take the right math class of government corruption 101, but I have issues with that. I mean, oh. l- let's look at, and you know that it has to be every six months because in Israel where it's one of the highest vaccinated countries, did a study of 1.5 million people, people that completed their dose in January and February of this year, showed a 51% drop in resistance to those who took it in March and April. So you have to keep taking it, even though science says that your natural immunity is greater than the vaccine, Right. Even though they say that. When you take the when you bring up natural immunity, you're a conspiracy theorist, anti anti jabber, you know, all of that stuff. (laughs) But, you know, what do I know? I just read scientific studies and put the stuff together. But I worry when they sit here and Pfizer says that they don't they uh got approval that they don't have to release their finding on adverse effects until 2076. So kind of going back one second, there's a show on TV and I make it was years ago. Do y'all remember the very first CSI, the Las Vegas? Yeah. Okay. So they brought it back and uh, I was watching some episodes. So they brought back uh, Grissom, uh, William Peterson, um, but of course he's older now and they brought back his wife, Georgia Fox, the uh, sericidal um, in the show. They brought her back uh, as well. And it's this whole new cast for everyone else. Right. But these two are the old relics, so to speak, for the, the crime lab. Right. They're coming back to work an old investigation or something like that. I don't know if they're staying in the show or whatever, but the last episode I watched uh it was amazing. And I bring it up because you talk about science. And of course, I'm a science teacher. I love data. I love the facts. Uh, I, I, I like to see that stuff. And uh, Grissom's character, or uh, William Peterson's character, uh, they're running the evidence. And of course, the evidence is saying this guy did it. But the attorney uh, for this person is just like, well, that no longer matters. Facts do not matter. It's what we can make the jury believe it's what we can. And of course, we've always heard that, you know, but, uh, you know, CBS, of course, is known as more than one of the, the left leaning uh, networks or whatever. But I was really shocked that they allowed this to air because they talked about uh, specifically how it facts don't matter anymore. 
empirical evidence, eh, some guy made it up. You know, scientific data, uh, it's just an opinion. You know, and then he talked about how it went into the government part of it. So I was just really shocked that well, the show allowed that to happen. Well, but of course, scientific- it's from the old relics. Of, the of course it is because they need to sit here they need to they need to make society accept the fact that we live in a post truth you know one of the things that i have constantly talked about on every platform i was ever on was uh the fact that facts do not determine the truth your worldview and how you interpret those facts determine yeah. your truth because scientists can have two opposite ends. Like I, the easiest one is evolution versus creationism. Right. right. They both have the same facts, but it is their worldview and how they interpret it that determine what truth that they come to. So we live in a post-truth world because everyone's worldview and yeah. their feelings determine what actual truth is. And we have literally taken God and the measuring stake with which we uh, com- get our absolute truth from and thrown it out the window for the sake yeah. of feelings, for the sake of, well, we don't want to be persecuted. We don't want to sit here and we don't want to take a stand. We don't want to offend anybody. Well, guess yeah. what? The truth is offensive. And I have a catchphrase, but I'm not going to use it. So, so well, here's a fun, interesting thing with Charles Darwin, right? You talk about evolution versus creationism. Uh, Charles Darwin was actually a super religious person uh, in the beginning. Uh, he kind of got tired of the church. He wanted to go do the science expedition, all this stuff. And uh, the church just didn't want to support him because, you know, it's Catholic church at the time. And, you know, back in the 1800s, like, oh, no, no, God created everything. We're done with that. No, let's move on. But he was a curious person. He was a scientist. He wanted to learn more. Uh, so he funded his expedition to the Galapagos Islands, uh, where he discovered these finches, right? And then through a whole lot of science uh, experiment and testing, uh, he, he found these natural adaptations in these same species of finches, like these finches on this one island, had bigger beaks to reach a certain seed or could, could break these seeds. And on this other island, uh, they had sharper beaks so they can get the worms in the trees, you know, all that stuff. So it, but he called it evolution uh, in the beginning. So he, he talked about how these finches evolved to suit their surroundings, right? Uh, and it was a testable uh, theory because finches breed and die really quickly. So within a five, 10 year period, you can have uh, uh, test results. Like you could take this finch over here, put it on this island, and within five, 10 years, it adapts to, or it evolves to that area, like bigger beak, smaller beak, whatever. And uh, so he wrote the whole book on it, Darwinism, you know, became a thing. Origin of the species. The origin of the species. and, you know, the science community blew up, right? But the church hated it. Uh, of course did. Right? So they, they put the kibosh on it, all this stuff. And I can't remember the other scientist's name. I think it starts with an L. Uh, but he came along with Charles Darwin's book, The Origin of Species, and he supported it wholeheartedly. 
right? So he went to the Galapagos Islands and then he did the turtle stuff, right? So he's, and they noticed the same thing. Well, then it became known as evolution, right? Uh, but Darwin finally came back around later in life and he acknowledged his mistake. It wasn't evolution. It was just an adaptation to that environment and uh, even published it, but it never got put out there. Right. So now it's why we teach evolution in school, all these things. But we it, he explained why we don't see evolution in action anymore, you know, because it's not a thing. Everything had to be created. Right. And there's a difference between adaptation or microevolution and macroevolution, which is the spontaneous oh, changing from one species to another. Huge difference. Yeah. You know, if evolution was a thing, I mean, think about it. If evolution was a true thing, cats and dogs could get together, birds and uh, snakes could get together, right, and evolve into this new species. It doesn't happen. You know, and just, yeah. But I just... Well, it you know, I teach that in my classroom, though. Like, I teach both sides of it, creationism and evolution. All right, go if ahead. Take, if, if you take a look at it, yeah, Darwin Darwin was, you know, um, it was the time, and like you brought up, it was the Roman Catholic Church. And, you know, honestly, I see, I see this starting to happen again today, where, you know, the church... And I'm saying church in air quotes here because I'm referring to it as a not a subset, not a, uh, you know, not a separate thing. But the church in general, overall, holistically, has denied science. They have denied science. And the problem is, is if science can explain something that God created, then science is backing up what we see in the word of God, right? Sure. Don't. What do you mean that the church has denied science? The church is, I want, the church is, go ahead. No, I, I, I want some clarification on that because uh, if you look through history, most of the greatest works of science were actually performed by Christians. Ah. Uh. Christians, yes, but what was the reaction of the church to those people who did if those you, scientific works? If you're going to call it, call it what it is, the Catholic Church, because the church as a whole can't be lumped into Catholicism. We understand well, we that they were that a corrupt... Catholicism is not Christianity. Well, they were a corrupt organization that was ruled by the, you know political influence and power. Mm -hmm. And they were corrupt to their core, and some may argue that they still are, right? Corrupt to their core, that they sit here and anything that fought a narrative of keeping the masses ignorant and holding absolute power. When you have power to kill someone, great. But when you have the power to sit here and ensure that somebody faces a damnation in hell for all eternity, that is a totally different level of power. They were going to do anything to stop it. it. The problem with, say, uh, my problem with the whole 
uh, the government or that the church denied sciences. That's why you get a bunch of flat earth people that claim to be Christian when there are multiple examples in the Bible of it being a round planet. And yet, because people make general statements like the church has denied science. No, they didn't. The corrupt head of the church did. Not the church as the people. Does that uh, make sense? But Ah, uh, but I can, I, I can, I, I can honestly, I can ar honestly argue a point there, because the people in power controlled what the, what the general public, you and me, basically were told, and informed, and all of that. They, you know, did the people challenge it? Dono wasn't there, but the thing of it is, is when you have corruption in power especially in the church and you've got people that follow that corruption because that, you know, they, they believe that what they're being fed, you know, the long lines of crap that they get fed, um, you know, does that, does that not make the church culpable in no. denying no. science? Why? No. People who lie knowingly lie or knowingly manipulate a situation, those people are not part of the church. They are evil. The people that are lied to, I don't think that they necessarily deny it because let's face it, in the, the era with which you are talking about, the masses didn't have the ability to understand the scientific principles that they were talking about. Like, they bring up flat earth all the time. Right. Most of the old world does not believe in the in the flat earth. That didn't come around until the 1800s. It it showed up a couple of times in Greek and it's had a smitten of stuff that has shown up, but it's never been a huge the church believes that the world was flat argument. That that never happened. It never existed. Right. The right. whole Columbus was went to the new world. No, that that is all lies, myths, and fairy tales told to make the church look bad. But to your point, that is why I don't believe in organized religion is because of that point where you have some people at the head of a church who sit here and believe this is this is our doctrine and this is how you must believe when it is in direct contradiction to what the Bible says. Have you noticed? A, uh, I was at a party uh, a little while back, and uh, it was it was a pastor of a church, uh, not my church, uh, just a pastor of a church, and uh, some congregation members and, and everything, and they were actually talking about how good it is that DraftKings and sports betting is now going to be loud in Louisiana, and. Uh, and I had to take a step back and think about it for a minute because here's this shepherd of a church, right? And we're talking about gambling. We're talking about income. When did it become a thing that gambling is now a source of revenue versus this sinful act? You know, not that I don't necessarily disagree with gambling. I disagree with what it does to a person, you know, uh, what it can do to a person. If you're responsible, okay, you know, but this leader of a church has these viewpoints and it just shows where I think the, the church is, 
in this day and age, like the acceptance of gambling, the acceptance of homosexuality, the acceptance of transgenders now, you know, uh, or even the acceptance of uh, polygamy, the multi-gods, multi uh, polytheism, you know, like this, there's this thing and it's starting to spread where it's no longer the Holy Spirit, like, or the uh, Trinity, you know, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. They're, they're separating them. You know, it's becoming a thing where, where this, uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly when, how to explain, but. When you remove the foundation from a building, it collapses slowly. Yes. It all. It, it is the example that I use when people say, why does Genesis matter? Why does the, uh, why does the creation story and the story of Noah matter that we prove it? You know, so what if it's a mythology or a fairy tale? Because it is the foundation. And one, it, it's like a tree. If lightning strikes the root of the tree without hitting the tree, the tree looks like it's still alive, at least for a while. And then it slowly starts to decay. And eventually it becomes the rotten, stinking thing that the American church is now. And it's not just the American church, it's the Christian church in general, in yeah. the Western civilization, where we sit here. Oh, go ahead, Eric. No, I was I was just gonna I was just gonna say, you know, um, because you know, Danny asked when did when did this become uh, a thing in the church, you know, when when leaders would stand up. I'll tell you when it became a thing. It became a thing when this whole woke movement happened um, because honestly, at this point, if you're calling, if you're calling sin out, you're calling sin a sin, right? You are among the minority of, of, of people because the majority of churches today, and I can say this because I've been to a few of them where, you know, the pastor gets woke and, you know, decides to have a, um, diversity panel. Um, and when you look at the diversity panel and you're, you're, you're counting up the, um, diverse versus what's not considered diverse. And you may have a panel of 12 people, but when you only have three people that are, um, not Anglo European white, uh, male or female, then there's a problem. That's not a diverse panel. But we're but the church is doing these things. Um, they're they're expressing their wokeness. Um, and let's just let's just, you know, Arthur, you told me to call it what it was. Um, the American church has forsaken their first love. And the country is 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 going to <laughs> is going to hell in a handbasket because of it. I I agree you with you. To, I, I agree with you to a certain extent that the woke culture is where it accelerated. But if you really want to know, it is celebrity pastors. And when when pastors realize that, and you can find it throughout history, right, all the way back when people put the heads of the church on a pedestal that they do not rightly deserve. Uh, and we can go back to the Pope. We can go back however far you want to go back, right? That they are men 
And when they put in a higher position in, in authority and they realize it, they will ultimately manipulate it for their own good. And it, it started in the Old Testament where you had the celebrity kings, the yep. celebrity. Uh, and I know they're not celebrities then, but look at like Aaron or Moses. Right. Moses got fed up and he smacked the rock because he knew he could perform a miracle with it. Right. Or he assumed that he could. Right. Uh, you had the the Levites in the Old Testament that were like, hey, why does Aaron get all this special treatment? We're no better than, you know, and then they put the staffs into the in, in into the Ark of the Covenant. Right. And it came back and Aaron was the chosen one. And, you know, they struck him down whenever people have a position of authority, they will abuse it. In the church, it's just easier to call out because we can sit here and go, hey, you're not in charge. God is in charge. And it's easier to call out than, say, in government, where we know that they're manipulating us and we're, they're lying to us, and we just kind of accept it as a mental illness called the government. Right In the church, we shouldn't accept it. Right. We should be calling out, hey, your your you know, your worship of this person who is in charge is idolatry and it takes his focus off of God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not I'm I'm not gonna say it, but that's you know what I'm yeah, yeah. I, I see I see what you're getting at. And that's the that's the that's the problem that we have is you know, and honestly, I have seen um you know people in you know, congregations that they know that, you know, there's a, there's a celebrity style pastor in the formation. Um, and, you know, these pastors are trying to um, imitate um, certain other pastors. I won't name any names on here, but, um, you know, because honestly, most of the pastors that are the celebrity pastors, they started off, they were great and they've gone to nothing more than motivational speakers. And well, the whole church has done that. Right. I mean, when we sit here decided that we were going to take the, you know, Jesus words about, I did not come to bring peace, but to divide. When it talks about, you will suffer persecution and decide to take the old Testament and and the New Testament and chuck it out the window for feel-good Gandhiisms, right? We we lose our moral high ground when we would rather go along to get along, where we would rather be more popular than we would rather be faithful, there's a problem. Yeah. Right now you have an entire generation of people that grew up on technology that ha get that dopamine hit from the likes and the shares and the, and the church decided to follow suit. Well, we can make people feel good and we can do self-help books and then just tag Jesus in the name in, somewhere in it. You know, uh, Jesus says books or, uh, and God wants you to be happy and healthy and wealthy. And no, 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 no. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that. People want to pick a scripture that was directed at the Israelites specifically for them and apply it. Oh, Jeremiah 29, 11. 
right? Ooh, and ooh, use you, you, you're gonna go there <laughs> and use those scriptures to write a self help book. You're not a motivational speaker. The truth is offensive. Be offensive. Yeah. You're you're gonna lose friends. You're gonna lose family members. But guess what? And, and I don't know why people are so afraid of it. Let, let's look at it this way. Now, I don't care where you stand on the jab thing. But right now, the big discussion on social media and in the news is, should you celebrate your holidays with your loved ones who are unvaccinated? Heck yeah, you should. Are, wait, wait, wait. So, so the world today, including Christians, are out in the world debating whether or not because they got a jab or not. However, they're okay with, you know, you shall come together even though you disagree on this sin thing, right? Or you have this differing opinion on these topics that, yeah, we're just going to blow that aside. But this, this whole jab thing, that's important. That's the one that you need to sit here and divide your family over. When the Bible tells us that we'll be divided over our belief and our faith. And... And that, you know, what what fellowship does light have to do with dark, right? And, but nope, nope, we're going to ignore, we're going to ignore the views on, uh, on morals, uh, abortion, on uh, homosexuality, on transgenderism, all of these things. Those are okay, and we should ignore. All right, we got, uh, we got two minutes, so... Uh, Close it out in prayer, Danny. I love it. I love it. But I do want to say uh, we got to do this more often. Definitely. <laughs> uh, I would like to try to make this a weekly thing if we can. All right. Uh, kind of like we used to. And uh, maybe we can uh, figure out how to introduce, reintroduce the wheel, um, the topic wheel. What do we call it? Wheel of wheel of misfortune. <laughs> Was it misfortune? Can't remember. All right. Yeah, Father God, thank you for this day. Thank you for allowing us to come together and uh, fellowship with one another and just uh, uh, talk openly and candidly with one another, Father. And I pray that our words were uh, true and biblical, Father, and as they reach others, that uh, uh, your message, your word, your uh, uh, those seeds have been planted, Father. And uh, Lord, for uh, just thank you for allowing us this freedom still to do this in your name, Father. And thank you. Uh, Laura, just lift up uh, Carl and John D right now as they're traveling and uh, ice fishing and uh, put some safety around them, Father, and uh, allow them to, to come home safely. And uh, Lord, uh, all our brothers, that, uh, that we can just go out and fight the fight for you, Father. Lord, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 All right, guys. Uh, well, until next time, peace. <laughs>